Hey, Stephen, this is Inyash. Hey, Inyash, this is Stephen. Stephen, we have a third person with us today, a mystery guest who will stop being a mystery right now. Mystery guest, please introduce yourself. Hi, I am Miranda or Swimmer963 on the Glowfic Constellation. Welcome to the podcast. It is a pleasure to have you on. I met you in Oxford when we went there for the EA writing thing, which was absolutely lovely. I have known you for, well, not known you, I've known of you from way back in the less wrong days when you posted as Swimmer963. I always kind of wondered, what where's the 963 from? So it was the street address of a boy from my swim team who I had an enormous crush on in middle school. Oh my God, that's adorable. And then Swimmer963 was like my first online handle and it just sort of became my became my only one. Well, we have you on here because our next, mm, what do you call this sort of project, Stephen? Uh, literary or whatever, book analysis podcast. I like literary analysis. Makes it sound more fancy. It does. Our next literary analysis project is going to be on Plane Crash or Project Lawful or one of the other names that it goes by. Most people call it Plane Crash, right? Yeah. It is a collaborative piece of fiction that Eliezer wrote with Kelsey Piper. For those who don't know Kelsey Piper, she wrote the Unit of Caring blog for a long time, which I loved, and now works for Vox as their uh, Future Perfect. Is she head of Future Perfect or just the most notable person? She is like one of their most senior writers. Okay. The reason we have you on is because you know a lot about Glowfic. You helped introduce me to Glowfic while we were in Oxford. I I hate to say this, but like people almost need a primer on how to read Glowfic because it can be confusing at first. I don't know if you had seen this, but Eliezer did actually write a primer on how to read Glowfic, which is the first thread listed in order under the plane crash Glowfic continuity. I did see that. I think it's good, but also... It seems like a lot for just how to read Glowfic. I don't know, Stephen, is this, have you looked at the uh, Glowfic thing at all? Threads? No, but there's there's the added benefit that doing it this way too, people won't have to read the primer if they aren't inclined to. I, I have a guess that I want to render before it gets spoiled. Is it called Glowfic because you can only read it on screens? No. No? All right. It's because no. the um, original setting that inspired a bunch of the First Glowfic continuity is Alicorn's luminosity setting. Sick. Okay. <laughs> I've heard um, of that. And so, and all of the, should... the sequel threads to that have light themed titles. Ah, I love it. I do actually want to get into that history a little bit later, but I think first off, I want to hit like just in the absolute broadest terms, what Glowfic is. The reason I don't like the primer that much is because it feels like having to read an instruction manual before you read <laughs> a book is uh, just kind of a pain in the butt. I mean, art evolves. You can see that just by like watching movies from 50 years ago and how different they are to what we watch now. And I think if you sat someone down with a movie nowadays that had never seen a movie before, they would need some sort of quick primer on what's going on and how to watch things. But I also think it's much easier if you're just like, hey, here's the broad thing. And then people can ask questions and learn more as they go along, which is kind of what I wanted to do here. So I guess the very basics, Glowfic is... Almost always a um, two-author role-play style back-and-forth collaborative project. It is on a specialized website for this, which is at glowfic.com, that has a bunch of functionalities that make this pretty easy and convenient for the writer. The main elements of the site and the Glowfic conventions are you have your author or your two authors, you have your character templates. So as you're going down the page, each post is going to have a name, which is the character's name on top of the author's username. 
Um, they have face casts. So traditionally, you pick an actor as your face cast for a given character, and you take a bunch of screenshots of them from some movie and crop them into little icons, and then you can have your character make different facial expressions. There's okay. Yeah, I think that's Let- the main ones, and you go back and forth. <laughs> Let's break that down. Starting at the very beginning, it is two authors that are writing back and forth to each other. Yes. Sometimes and three, sometimes four, sometimes one, but generally two. Do they just take turns like I write one paragraph, you write one paragraph, or how does it work? That's probably the most common format, but you can sometimes have if one author is writing a lot of the characters and another author is only writing one character, which often happens if sort of one person is writing the setting and another, the other author is writing a character isekai into that setting. Then sometimes you have a bunch of back and forth between two characters who are written by the same author. Or you can have setting tags that are just sort of describing narration of what's going on. That's kind of an so interesting I've, approach to storytelling, having one person make the setting or the world, another person make the people in it. I know that's not exactly what you said, but that yeah. seems like one way this could kind of divide. Yeah. I've read a little bit of the Glowfix now, and honestly, a lot of it feels like... Stephen, you've done tabletop role-playing before, yeah, right? a little bit. A lot of it feels like reading a transcript of the good parts of a role-playing session with the bullshit cut out, where the DM is doing a lot of one side and the other players are responding to the DM and they're building a story collaboratively. Interesting. Yeah, I think it's a lot like that. Is there any of the fun adversarial bit where the where one author sets up a hard problem for the other author to then solve? So I have a story about that. All right. Um, <laughs> which is that the first Glowfic thread that I ever co-authored with Kelsey in 2020 was me taking a character from A Song for Two Voices, which is my very long Mercedes Lackey fan fiction, and dropping him into the world of the Silmarillion, which is Kelsey's favorite book of all time and the source of many of her characters. I have not read it. I had no idea at the time what happens in the Silmarillion. I was vaguely aware that bad things were probably going to happen. (laughs) But basically, it was a complete mystery to both me and my character what was going to be going on here. And so my character was trying to get more information about these elves in Valinor and this civil war that was brewing and was being really suspicious. And then bad things happened. And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then eventually Kelsey did fill me in on other things that happened in the Silmarillion. And it was only really the first thread of that that was me writing in ignorance of what Kelsey was planning. But it was very fun. When you say first thread, is that an exchange back and forth? Is that one exchange? Is that one set of exchanges that goes for however long? Or It's, yeah, roughly one set of exchanges that goes for however long, depending on which authors it is. I would say they're either comparable to like a chapter in a book or a book in a series. Me and Kelsey's are probably more comparable to a book or a novella in a series because they tend to be longish. If you've gotten to a point where it feels like the climactic moment and you've tied up that particular plot thread, but you want to keep going, you can like end the thread and then write a sequel thread that has a new title and like a new description. Project Lawful has at least eight threads under the continuity. I like the term thread because when you go to a Glowfic site, it is... Stephen, remember uh, your service back in the Atheist Wars? My what? Your service back in the Atheist Wars when you fought in the Atheist Trenches? Oh, of course, of course. 
Okay. Uh, a lot of it was on internet forum sites, right? Where people kind of post back and forth on a single topic, often not just back and forth, but like masses of people all talking at the same time. For sure. Okay. The Glowfic websites look a lot like that sort of forum style where a person posts a thing and then there's another post below them. The thread is the same kind of thing as those threads were in those forum posts back in the day. So anyone who is familiar with those sort of internet forums will, I don't want to say feel comfortable, but will recognize what's going on at first. The first thing that threw me off about Glowfic is that I thought a bunch of people were all commenting on whatever the first post was, and I was very wrong about that. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. So I think this actually comes from the ancient history of Glowfic, which was Alicorn and Kappa, who's one of the other co-authors, writing threads back and forth as replies to a post on the Dreamwith forum. Having tons of commenters would be like Twitch plays storytelling. That sounds awful. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The only people who are allowed to comment in these threads are the authors. Right. But it gives the illusion, like you described, I think that there's pictures of the character or whatever as the avatar. So it, it feels like lots of people. Or it can. So you use the word tag. What is a tag? It is basically a post. I think the origin of it being called that is like tag your it. When Alicorn and Kappa were writing, Alicorn would write her character's thing and then she would send Kappa a message and be like, you're tagged. So mm-hmm. over to you. But it is basically like the post unit of Glowfic. I've seen these tags. They can range anywhere from, well, I guess some of them are zero words, but usually at least one line to several paragraphs long. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The uh, blank reaction tag concept in Glowfic is something I'm very fond of. Uh, You can even have, if a character is sort of very rendered speechless by something that happened, you can even have a bunch of blank tags with just different faces. Um, (laughs) So who who makes the art for the characters? Usually the authors, and it's usually like screen caps of particular actors in a show or movie. Oh, good. That Um, saves the trouble of having to try and create them yourself. I mean, some people do. There's been a recent trend of making AI art of characters' face casts. But AI art is not really good enough yet to give you like a bunch of images with the same person making different facial expressions. So this is mainly used for like side characters that only really need to have one facial expression. Gotcha. My first thought was like, oh, yeah, we could just use Dolly 2 or whatever. But then you're right. I can't say, hey, remember Jack from three chapters back? Make me a picture of him looking scared. It wouldn't be able to do repeats. So that's an interesting yeah, you hurdle. Can use, you can use the in-painting function a little bit, but they usually come out kind of uncanny valley and like a lot of people don't like that. Yeah, Makes sense. So a tag is basically a small movement, a few lines or a few paragraphs that moves the story forward and is always written by one author and is generally always from a single point of view, right? Yeah. I think the exception to the single point of view is... Sometimes one of the authors is writing a back and forth between two bit characters. If the other person's character has like just come to the gates of a city and the city guards are talking to each other, that might all be in the same tag and not under a character profile. It's usually either narration that is describing the setting or bit characters who are not going to come up again, or it is under a specific character account and then it is only that character. Does it really matter to keep track of who is writing which tag as you're going? Uh, I guess it, I feel like it matters to keep track of which character. And sometimes it, if you have a lot of deep glowfic lore, it is 
informative to keep track of which characters are written by me versus which characters are written by Kelsey versus which characters are written by Elvomar, who is um, another Glowfic co-author I write with a lot because we have different character styles. But other, like, other than that, I guess not. But you can see which author is writing which tag because on the left, next to the character's name and character's avatar picture, there is also the author's name yes. beneath it. Yes? Yeah. I am noticing okay. I just went to projectlawful.com and start here, how to read Glowfic. The authors are I.R. Wayne, or is that a lowercase l? Lar Wayne? It's I.R. Wayne, and that is Eliezer. Okay. Oh, good. That's good to know. And the other author is Swimmer963. Wouldn't you know it? Oh, yeah. He asked me to come demo in that thread. Awesome. Uh, for some reason. <laughs> for some reason. Like you're an expert or something. Maybe the same reason Enosh um, wanted to talk to you. <laughs> so how do we read this? I mean, I'm, I guess just read it like anything else where you read starting at the top, scrolling down to the bottom. But eventually you get to the bottom of the page and then there's a bunch of little numbers on there, which, again, if you're familiar with the forums, it's just you you go to the next page in a forum to keep reading about people arguing about God. Um, do they call them pages in Glowfic too? Yeah, yeah. Like you go to the next page, there's usually a next button. You can change the number of tags that display on one screen. So it's not necessarily a fixed page. Um, like the page numbering is not going to be fixed between two different readers because some people like to have 100 tags on the page and some people like to have 25, which is the default. Stephen and me have sort of run into an issue of how do we know where to stop? When we were reading Worth the Candle, we're going to read the next three chapters was usually what we were doing. Uh, sometimes for really long chapters, we only read one or two. How do we decide how much further to read when we're uh, reading these? Because a tag can be very short or very long. Well, the thing is you had read Worth the Candle. So you're like, okay, I can skim the next three. Oh yeah, I know where this one is. That's a lot to talk about. So like having had someone who's been there, then it's easy enough to say, well, I, I have a good guess, but we're both starting fresh on this. Even so, we can't even just say we're going to read three pages each week because a page could be 25 tags or 100 tags or something. I mean, you could just coordinate on having the same number of tags on your display. Um, okay. like this, is, this is something the reader can control. It does have the issue that sometimes three pages of tags will be three times as many words as like a different three pages of tags in the same thread. But I think chapters have that issue, too. That is true. Chapters in a given story are sometimes different lengths. If you were reading Worth the Candle and it had three short chapters in a row, you could maybe just decide to also do a fourth chapter that week. Yeah, and we have. There's no chapter breakups within a thread, right? No. Eh, that's that's a problem we will have to solve when we get to it, I guess. It's going to be hard to anticipate in advance if people want to read along to tell them we're going to read this much next week. If you haven't read ahead yet. Yeah. We may have to read ahead. Draft someone, yeah, into the, into this. We've got quite a few people on the Discord server that have already read it, so maybe we can get somebody to be our guide here. I was thinking that, or you and I could just be a week ahead of the listening audience. At the top of the next episode, we'll say, "All right, we're going to read this next because we've already read that." But then yeah. that would mean virtually no real time interaction. The other thing is, Gorky from our Discord server made an EPUB version of the first thread. Actually, of all the threads, but the other ones uh, still need a little bit of bug fixing to get them to work right on all readers. But the first one is all fixed up. I mean, it's great. It has the pictures. It has all the stuff there. You can just scroll through it and read. But like the tags aren't even numbered. I don't know how anyone following it along in the EPUB version would be able to know exactly where we are. Um, that might just be yeah, a problem I of the book that, that we chose, man. <laughs> that is a tricky, just a tricky thing about Glowfic. It's probably relevant that nearly all of the discussion about Glowfic happens in text. And you can link directly to tags. 
normally if people are discussing something and trying to get on the same page about which part they're up to, they just link to the tag that they're on. Well, we'll have to just say that the people who are reading the EPUB version are going to have a slightly harder time than the people who are following along on the website. So if people are yeah. if people are referencing, hey, did you read thread two, page 30? What is the nomenclature for navigating, you know, as one might say of whatever, a regular book? Did you read book two, chapter three? I am not sure that there actually is a very standard nomenclature for that. Sometimes people will be like, I am 200 tags behind. And then you can sort of gauge what parts you need to avoid spoiling them on. People who have a reader account on the Glowfix site can see like a little number that displays how many unread tags there are, but it does not really tell you units other than tags. I have heard from some of our Discord server members that for our first episode, Stephen, we should read up to the part where they go to sleep for the first time. So I guess that is a reasonable amount to read in one week and then to comment on. That sounds like as about as good as a shove in our direction as we can probably hope for. And after that, I guess we'll just have to ask people, what's the next beat we should read up to? That would be a decent amount of ground to cover, but not impossible to get through. Yeah, I, that almost sounds like a full-time com- commitment from somebody else to shepherd us through each week of reading, right? I, wonder if- I mean, there are a lot of people who are very excited about Plane Crush. I feel like probably someone would volunteer to do this. Well, then that doesn't sound so bad. We will put out a general call for someone to be our shepherd. I think that has covered everything in the broadest senses and how to read Glowfic, but am I missing forgetting anything? Things you can do on the Glowfic site that people sometimes sort of take a while to catch on to. A lot of things are hyperlinks, and if you are curious, you can go click them and learn more. For example, if you click on the name of a character, it takes you to that character's sort of character profile page. Sometimes there's like a little information write-up about them, depending on how diligent the author is about filling that out. I never fill mine out. You can see the gallery of all of their faces. You can see all of the threads that they're in, which I think can be a fun way. Like if you're, if you're reading Plane Crash and you're like, I like Carissa, who is Kelsey's main character. Carissa is in like 10 other threads. And you can go see the list of all of the threads in different worlds that Carissa's in. A common concept that comes up in Glowfic is alternate world versions of the same character or alts. Like you have the sort of basic unit of a character, but characters can be put under templates. If you click on a character and you go to their page and like above it, it shows a template name before the character name, you can go look at the template and see the alternate world versions of that character and explore other threads to read that way. It sounds delightfully okay, so- rabbit holy. Yes. <laughs> yes. So at this point, anyone who just wanted to know how to read Glowfic can stop listening to the podcast because we've covered the basics. I now want to go on a bit of a dive into this rabbit hole with you, Miranda, if you don't mind. That sounds great. Okay, so this Glowfic thing, you mentioned a lot about alternate universes. How did all this Glowfic thing start in the beginning? It started out with this uh, Luminosity fanfic that was written, yes? Yeah. So Alicorn wrote Luminosity, which is a rationalist fanfiction of Twilight. Then she wanted more luminosity and was friends with another writer they started a dreamwith forum rp where i think kappa was like it'd be really fun if your version of bella met like my character and so they wrote a thread where i think vampires just didn't exist like i think it was in a regular earthfix setting but bella has like a complicated romance with kappa's character and then they were like that's really fun what about bella in this other setting <laughs> That continuity is called Effulgence. It is the original Glowfic continuity and was eventually ported over onto the Glowfic site proper 
which is about a thousand times more readable than Dreamwood Threads. Was, was the Glowfix site there first or did someone make it after the no, fact? Yeah, the Glowfix site was like a volunteer driven effort by some Glowfix readers. That's so cool that Luminosity kicked off a, not a genre, a, a style, an art, a platform yeah. of art creation. That's wild. I think a lot of this was like Alicorn charisma in her way into having more people to write with. Um, <laughs> Alicorn has like a relentless hunger for tagging people on Glowfic. When Kappa was having some life stuff going on and didn't have as much time to write, Alicorn was going around sadly and desperately looking for other people <laughs> who might want to write RP threads with Bella. And then this entire little subculture accreted around that. And this is where both the alternate universe and the templates thing came from, right? Yeah. Because Bella is always jumping into all sorts of different alternate universes, and they're different Bellas, but they're all kind of based on the same yeah. base Bella. Yeah, so they all ha- they mostly all have the same face, although later on, Alicorn started writing some other Bellas who have, like, non-white face casts. But they have the same basic personality traits, which for Bella is being very goal-directed and driven, Really, really, really hating mind reading and mind control and being clumsy are like the three core Bella template traits. Bella and the um, multiverse of madness. Yeah. It sounds and, like it's just a lightful. So like you said, you could tag people. And I'm sure there's a probably a hundred of these where Bella goes to Hogwarts with Harry, James Potter, Evans Varus or some variant thereof, because it's like, hey, you know what would be fun? These two characters interacting. That specific one, I actually don't think there's any um, H. Boomer Harry in Glowfic. What the hell, Eliezer, his own- Sorry, not you. I didn't mean, to, <laughs> didn't mean to cut you off. I'm just like, this, well, this is the whole Eliezer thing. Eliezer only got into Glowfic like a couple of years ago. Well, I mean, someone else could do it. Some people, people have written M.O.R. fanfics. They could do the Glowfic. No one has actually done that, interestingly. People have sometimes written Glowfic of my characters, which I find incredibly flattering. But like, I think people do tend to feel some sort of ownership over their characters. Other writers feel sort of some reluctance to like step on this writer's toes and like, what if they write a worse version? So there is like less people writing versions of other authors' characters than you might expect for fan fiction. That is interesting because that's the big thing in fanfic, right? Taking other people's characters and writing them. Whereas in Glowfic, that's kind of reversed where people just have their own characters and they're the only ones that can write those. And if you want to interact with those characters, you seek out that author and write with them. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that definitely is a thing. Okay, that, that um, just clicked for me. I was wondering how what you were describing was different than just doing a fan fiction of somebody's work. But you're right. This Somebody has the character. Then the other person's doing the, the setting and story or whatever. Wow, okay, this is... So, I mean, usually yeah. usually both authors are writing characters in the same thread, but like both authors have their characters. For example, Kelsey had the standard cast of characters who are based on the main character family of the Silmarillion, the Fionorians. Kelsey is basically the only one who writes those characters. There's a Hogwarts AU of those characters <laughs> where they're mm-hmm. all going to Hogwarts in like the early 1800s. Uh, there's also a Hogwarts Bella in the early 1800s. <laughs> But yeah, like no one else, mm, that's false. I did, in fact, with Kelsey's permission, steal her Fionorian Silmarillion characters to put in Dathalon, which is Eliezer's setting, so that I could write medical drama. Nice. But this is rare. (laughs) (laughs) We should touch on Dathalon because this is actually going to be relevant to plane crash, isn't it? Steven, you're familiar with uh, Eliezer's April Fool's post from like four years ago now, I think. Where he's an alien? 
not quite an alien, but from an alternate Earth. That's the one where like he confesses from not being from here or something, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. Miranda, what is Dathalon? The version as it's currently conceived of is like not quite the same as the April Fool's post version, partly because I think how Eliezer thought of it was evolving and partly because he made some changes based on making it more convenient to write in fiction. But it is basically imagine what a world would look like if the median person in that world was Eliezer. So like whatever trait, Eliezer is the center of the bell curve, like on personality, on intelligence, on interests and goals, extrapolate from that, like, what would that world look like and how would it be different from Earth? And importantly, it is Earth in the current year, but just the median person is Eliezer. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's exactly the current year. Like, it's not specified in the threads what year it is. Also, Dothalon has a thing where they screened off their entire history. It's complicated. It will be gotten into in Plane Crash. But as a result, it's pretty hard to compare it to like a specific period in Earth history. But basically, it's an alternate Earth where people are far more intelligent and rational, but also a bit, um, I don't know if I, the word correct word is neurotic, but a bit more Eliezer-y. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I agree. Neurotic is not really the thing, but there are definitely some, there is some Eliezer-specific personality traits that have like a pretty big effect on what Dathalon ends up looking like. That sounds delightful, and, actually. It sounds like this could be, well, like it sounds like this is a really interesting world to explore. There was, for a while, this concept in general got very popular in the Glyphic subculture, and everyone was developing their own median world where the median person is them. And this is a very fun world-building exercise. Um, so oh my I'll God. save all the trouble. I have, one, I have one, too, though I have not really written much in it. I'm basically the median person on our on our current Earth, so I can save myself the trouble. <laughs> the median Inuyasha Earth world would be so horny, it'd be fantastic. <laughs> so we have Dathalon is one of the major characters came from, and Kelsey's characters are, they're not actually the uh, Silmarillion in Plane Crash, are they? So the Silmarillion characters do show up at a later point. One of them is the pharaoh of Osirian, which is another country in the setting. But the main character is Carissa. I can, if you want, say a little bit about Carissa's backstory, though it like slightly spoils one of my threads with Kelsey in the Pathfinder verse. Let's not do spoilers then. Basically, just it's the Pathfinder world, which is a D&D world yep. for uh, people who play Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, and Carissa is like pre-existing character who Kelsey came up with her for a particular subplot in a thread that we were writing. And then she turned out to be like a very sparkly character and is in a many, many other threads. Is that, Can you define sparkly? I was going to guess. Does sparkly mean that they glow a lot, which is to say that they are in lots of glowfics? That was like, I was, I meant it less sort of literally than that, but basically it means people like reading about her and Kelsey really likes writing her. Perfect. You might say she's, she's a luminous character. Yeah. Like, I guess I, I read the post back so, in the day of li- yeah. living luminously, which I'm pretty sure is part of the name for luminosity. Um, yeah. Before I forget, and to make sure we put it in the show notes, what was the name of the story that you wrote with Kelsey that was the Silmarillion and your characters? The continuity is, if the world can't be saved, we'll save it anyway. Oh, that's tight. I've got an um, Avengers wallpaper the, right here. I mean, that's that's perfect on my, on my desktop. Uh, the <laughs> title of the first thread is, What Promises Signed in Our Blood Do We Break? Okay, this is a thing I absolutely wanted to ask about. All the names of all the Glowfix, as well as all the threads within all the Glowfix, are these ridiculously long sentences that always end up being deep references to some literature or some ultra-nerd culture thing. What what the heck? What's going on with these names? Well, and they, they sound think- gen- like generally metal as fuck, too. Yeah, right? That's awesome. I think this is 
actually not true of Plane Crash for what it's worth. Like, I think most of its titles are descriptive. And this is also generally more true of Eliezer Threads generally. It is common in other glowfics to use song lyrics or poetry. Hymn to Breaking Strain is particularly popular. I have several glowfics that are using lines from that song as titles. Usually the title is sort of picked for its poeticness from some other source and chosen thematically for the thread. But because glowfic is very roleplay style, you often don't actually know when the thread starts how it's going to end up playing out. And so the title may not, like the title is chosen at the start and you don't find out how it ends until the end. The first thread in Plane Crash is called Mad Investor Chaos and the Women of Asmodeus, which I have no clue what that means. And it definitely sounds like a heavy metal album title, (laughs) (laughs) but I guess we'll find out. That's just referring to the two main characters a bit. It's it's very straightforward. Um, (laughs) Absolutely straightforward to me. (laughs) Yeah. Asmodeus is the god who rules hell and also Cheliax, which is the country Carissa is from and is very horrible. You said that if you clicked on the Carissa name, she's in a bunch of other alternate universes as well that people can read through? Yes. Do these Carissas, do they have the same like memory thing? Galarian Carissa, the one who comes from Pathfinder, has the same life up until the point of divergence, which is in a couple of cases, one of my characters showing up in Pathfinder. Um, In a couple of other cases, her randomly ending up in another world. Me and Kelsey actually have a absurdly high context glow fit thread where Carissa, from a certain point in plane crash, gets isekai'd into my setting. <laughs> it, is, it kind of has like half of plane crash as a prerequisite, as well as all of the Pathfinder stuff, and as well as a song for two voices. I love everything about this whole Glowfic universe. And if I only read much, much, much faster than I do now, I would be into this. Yeah, it is just very, very easy to sink a lot of time into reading because it, it has the branching nature of you like a character. You go like, look at their profile and you're like, oh, man, they're in this other thread with this other author in this other world. And then you like that author's characters and then you go see what they're in. You end up with this like link explosion of things to read that there is not enough time to read. It sounds like an amazing thing to do, like post-singularity, when we're all uploaded and living through all the different fics that we want to live through. Boom. Explore the entire spider web of Glowfic. Yeah, I do read pretty fast, and I have, at this point, read quite a lot of at least Kelsey's past Glowfic, but I have definitely not read, read all of it, and probably will not. Well, Stephen, I only got like one or two things left. Do you have questions? I mean, right now I'm kind of just doing a quick experiment, which is to say I'm running through like a reverse image search to see the character Carissa. So I found a thread with her name and then there's like pictures and I'm wondering trying to figure out who that actress is. Yeah. I just figured out like, so these, this must just be some person and I wonder if she knows she's involved in some like awesomely nerdy subsect <laughs> of, of the I internet. really doubt that. I think it's Adria Arjona is the actress and I really doubt that she knows that she is the face of a very popular character in a very obscure subculture. That's awesome. That's so funny. <laughs> I'm thinking, based again on people in our Discord server making suggestions, of calling the podcast Seduce Conceal Podcast. Kelsey, is this any sort of a decent name at all? You keep calling me Kelsey, by the way. I'm sorry. Did I say Kelsey? <laughs> you did. I meant Miranda. Jesus, I'm yeah. sorry. Um, From like Seduce Conceal Profit, apparently, is a thing in in Plane Crash? I don't remember that. Uh, I guess that makes thematic sense. I haven't read this. I have no idea. 
I also heard ideal agents don't read spoilers would work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that one's funny in the context okay. of Plane Crash. Okay, then I think I might have to go with that yeah, one. Yeah, that, that reaction won it, me over. Yeah. Um, oh, I, th- I just thought of another possible title, which is a glowfic in joke, which is, it makes sense if you understand decision theory. <laughs> Someone suggested something like that, too. Yeah. That also just sounds like just that- This become a meme phrase now, and it's great. That, that sounds like a, a good way to summarize, if I'm imagining a world full of Eliezer's, that, ju- <laughs> yeah. that sounds like, yeah, <laughs> that sounds like it would all make more sense. Yeah. I love it. Man, I'm worried about getting to the decision theory parts because that's that's going to be hard for me. It gets very dense. This is true. There is math. Well, we'll get through the math somehow. Honestly, I'll probably skim the math and, and hope nobody notices. My, my so, intuition is that it's probably skimmable. I think it's skimmable if you just want to follow the plot. It's a lot of the same stuff that's in the less wrong sequences. Okay. Yeah, I guess I just figured like story-wise that matter more is the beginning of like, here's what I'm plugging into my math. And then at the end, here's what came out of my math. And if there's three pages of math in the middle, they're kind of just, we don't need to see how the sausage gets made if we just want to see what happens in the story. Yeah, I think that is mostly true. And you can like skim over the parts that are Keltham giving lectures on Dathalan's decision theory. Cool. Unless I get inclined, which it might be part of they the goal. They are interesting, so. yeah. but yeah. Yeah. All right, all right. Miranda, is there anything else we should know? Is there anything else you want to say? Glowfic is very fun and also very addictive. <laughs> I feel like um, I need to warn people when they're considering getting into Glowfic that it is a surprisingly deep time sink, especially if you start writing it. Though the other day I managed, I wrote like 17,000 words on one of my threads with Kelsey, like on a work day. And I got to the end Jesus. of the day and I was like, I also did some of my job today, like not as much as my job as I really should have, but I'm not sure how I did both of those things. Um, That is insane. It's also just a way for a lot of writers find it really good to like produce a bunch more writing with less sort of insertion of willpower and sort of having to make yourself sit down and do it. Um, So for anyone who wants to write more, this is a way to write more that will probably cause you to write a whole lot and also will eat a lot of your life. <laughs> I will say the one time in my life when I was writing collaboratively is when I got more words out per day than any other time ever. Because, <laughs> I mean, you're familiar with this. Like, when you're writing, nobody sees what you're doing for the longest time. You're just working in absolute isolation and then hoping maybe someday someone's going to see this. And if you're writing a novel, it's like 10 times worse because yeah. it could be years that you're just working all alone. And this, you like, get immediate feedback. People see it right away. And, oh, it's so much better. Yeah, and there are people who, like, read it in real time and comment on it in real time in, like, three different Discord servers. It, it's, nice. it's very shiny. I'm assuming if you don't uh, update a tag for a lot too long, they start bugging you? People try to be polite about that. Like, it's sort of a little gauche to nag people about updating their threads because people have lives. And, like, it isn't necessarily going to make the author more motivated. Um, but people get people do get impatient. You know, the scary part about Glowfic, though, is that you never get to go back and make it all nice and pretty afterwards. You don't get to go revise and edit and oh, this move is, things around. This is a perk for me. I don't like editing. <laughs> I love editing because that's the part where you can take all this stuff that I crapped out and like put it in order that makes it less crappy. Yeah, I think I'm just insufficiently a perfectionist. And the nice thing about Glowfic is that it's common knowledge that you like can't. I don't know. I do sometimes go back and edit individual tags. But it's common knowledge that you can't really edit the structure after the fact. And so people don't expect you to have perfect pacing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I can just, instead of having to edit the thing I just finished, I can just like write a new thing next. 
Do you think the reading is going to be significantly how different will be the experience for somebody who's going back and reading Plane Crash like we are now, years after the fact, rather than reading along and being in the thick of it with everyone else? I guess one of the things that people reading along as it was being written had was like being at the same point in the story as a bunch of other people who were also on Discord who were like speculating about it. But you can also organize that because you and the people who follow the podcast will be kind of reading in sync and you can have speculation time on that. That's true. Same thing we did for Worth the Candle, where a bunch of new people were reading along for the first time with us. Well, that's what we will do. Is Do you know, is Plane Crash done? Is it close to done? I think it is relatively close to done and has also gotten very difficult for the authors to write. And so it is not progressing very fast. Well, it sounds like we got a long time before we catch up with them anyway. Yeah, I think it might be multiple million words at this point. Jesus. Okay. I don't know much what else to ask. I guess I'm just, I'm imagining the reading experience is going to be different than just consuming a regular, regularly written novel. And I'm looking forward to it. This sounds like a, like a fun experiment. Yeah. The pacing is different. And I think if you're like expecting it to be paced like a novel that has been edited, you will be disappointed. I like it. It's a format that lends itself very well to romance because romance has a lot of just like two characters having a lot of back and forth interactions just between them. Huh. Is Plane Crash a romance? Yes. Ooh, all right. It is a complicated romance. Okay. That seems appropriate. It's also true of a lot of Glowfic. Miranda, before we let you go, is there anything you want to plug? Anything you want to tell the people? If you like Carissa in Plane Crash, you can read all of me and Kelsey's threads that generated Carissa. And you can find out where Carissa came from because it's very cool. But I'm not going to tell you. Excellent. And we will have a link to that. It is, if the world can't be saved, we'll save it anyway. No, that's not the Carissa one. That's the, oh. that's the Silmarillion one. Carissa is in, we know we once were gods. Fucking even better. Okay. I will link that These as well. These are such cool names. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. This was really cool. And I appreciate your expert consult on this. I, all I knew was that you were known in the Glowfic community and you had, you had written stuff, but I left the rest as a, I asked Inyash, like, should I do any, you know, priming to get ready for the episode? Or should I start where everyone else is from zero? And he was like, no, starting from zero seems appropriate. So this is all really cool. And I appreciate you taking the time to get us started here. Of course. Well, I hope you guys enjoy Plane Crash. It is a journey. I look forward to reading the, uh, I already forgot the name of it, but that's why we made, that's why we save links. The Silmarillion one that you read wrote. Yeah. Uh, warning, the Silmarillion one gets extremely dark. I guess I don't want spoilers, but I mean, define dark enough to warrant a warning. Uh, I don't know how to, um, like, doesn't leave you feeling good, maybe. Very bad things happen, and then they escalate to become even worse things, and a lot of people found it very disturbing. I wrote it, and after that, I was like, I'm never writing anything this dark today again. Like, the character bleed is too bad. Okay. Wow. Well, that's that's an appropriate heads up, then. I appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah. I think there are more, some more specific content warnings on the threads. Well, maybe we'll stay in touch and I'll request something that, you've, that you worked on that was like, what would leave me feeling good after uh, I read it? <laughs> the, we know we once were God's thread is like much less dark. Tight. Um, and I think has a happy ending. That's, that's what Excellent. I'm talking about. All right. So for everybody who's going to be reading along with us, we are reading through Plane Crash until the first time they all go to sleep. Miranda, thank you for joining us. This has been wonderful. And we'll see everybody in, Stephen, what do you say? In two weeks, we start. Yeah, that sounds doable. We'll see everybody back again in two weeks. Thanks again. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Inyash, before we go, we have one more thing to, to sort out here. We are in need of some sort of 
guidance, it sounds like, because there's no natural delineations or we can just say, we'll read five chapters or something, right? So if we have anybody who's enthusiastic and down for possibly some level of time commitment, probably wouldn't be that much actual effort on your part if you've read it before, who you wouldn't mind giving us a breakdown. It could actually be week to week, or it could just be a layout in advance. Or maybe people think that doing a Discord poll every episode would be a better idea or something. What do you think? I don't know about like a poll that would be too confusing, but there is going to be a spoilers channel, which neither you or me are going to be able to go into. The people who have read Plane Crash before could possibly discuss in the uh, spoilers channel, how far should we have them read up to next time? Where's a good beat to stop at that isn't going to overwhelm them with too many words and then drop into the no spoilers channel and post that so you and me know how much to read for the next episode. Some crowdsourcing there sounds fun. That's kind of what I meant by a poll is that that might be how they sort it out, but... Um, oh, okay, that yeah. could be up to them, right? They're the ones in the yeah. in the secret sauce channel. So th- this is all unexplored terrain for us, right? So it, this yes. is an interesting problem to navigate. We are putting out a call for people who have read Plane Crash before or just people who are willing to read ahead a, a bit of the podcast and then let us know every week what's a decent amount of chunk to read and where should we stop. For what it's worth, unless we get like a great contender for our one true guide, I do feel like crowdsourcing it might have its benefits. You know, one person, that's just one person's opinion, but also... It seems more in keeping with the kind of art this is Yeah, to let it be kind of like a, a group argument slash discussion. So I'm up for whatever. This is all fine and dandy to me. So cool. All right. 